Wonderful. Thank you for that. All right. Job chapter number one. We open the book of Job, and Job is a very prominent character in Scripture. If you've been saved for uh, any period of time and you have uh, learned about Job, and when we think about Job, we think about someone who has experienced some of the greatest losses in life. But why is it that we look at the losses? He was also one of the most blessed people in the world. And our nature tends to identify with loss. Our nature tends to look at the negative side of things instead of looking at the positive side of things. During that song this morning, as they were singing, uh, we, could, we could be thinking about all the, that he has done that has been good, but maybe some were thinking about, God, right now, you're not being good to me. Right now, things aren't good. Right now, I am facing problems. Right now, there are struggles. Right now, there is loss. Right now, there is a void. There's emptiness uh, that's in our life. But Job, uh, he was a person that did have some great losses. But this man, he was a good man. The Lord said that he was an upright man, one that feared God, who eschewed evil. He was a spiritual man. Job was somebody that was a good person. And you know, good people have bad things happen to them. And that doesn't make God bad. And we look at this individual and in the, in the, the initial observance of all that, uh, that he went through, Job really did have a bad day. He had a bad day. All of the events that took place came in one day. In a short period of time, it was, it was less than an hour. Uh, one servant came and told him of the loss of uh, some and another servant came and, and it was just one after the other while he was yet speaking the next one. And four different instances came in and uh, Job had, had a lot of losses. But when we think about Job, we look at his lo- what he lost and he lost so, so much. In one day, four frightened messengers came, uh, broken messengers come to give uh, Job insight on all that he had lost. He lost a thousand ox. Thousand ox. Now, in Bible days, your wealth was not, uh, uh, it was not looked at as, as how, how much you had in your checking account or in your savings account or in your 401k. Uh, it was tied up in your, your possessions. And here, uh, he lost in one day a thousand uh, oxen, uh, 500 donkeys, 3,000 camels, 7,000 sheep. 7,000 sheep. That was a good day. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, and so some of you just like, huh? Uh, he lost 7,000 sheep in a day. Uh, if you have uh, been around sheep at all, uh, not having sheep is a good thing. Uh, but uh, just kidding. Uh, so, so here he lost all of this in one day. But beyond that, he lost his seven sons and his three daughters. And the, I can't even imagine the turmoil that he went through. In a matter of moments, this individual who seemed to have everything lost everything. Or did he? Did he lose everything? And the answer is no. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject safe in his sovereignty. Safe in his sovereignty. We have a sovereign God. Amen. And our sovereign God knows what we will go through. Our sovereign God knows the burdens. He knows the trials. He knows the heartaches. He knows the victories. He knows the wins, but he also knows the losses. And his goodness is not dependent upon what we have. And so we're going to look at this this morning, safe in his sovereignty. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the examples you have given to us in scripture, the admonition, the direction that we can see. And I pray this morning that we would grow. I pray that we would trust you a little bit more because we have been in your house and because we have learned some things out of the life of this uh, child of God who, who went through some great trials, uh, yet uh, we see some victories that come. And so I pray that you'd bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Job uh, seemed to have all of the security that life could offer. If we were to look at this individual, we would think if anybody has safety and security, it is Job. I mean, uh, those of us that are not in that position of being rich, uh, and I don't know, by the tithes and offerings, we don't have anybody in here that is rich. Uh, but, uh, but with that, uh, tithes and uh, the, the wealth and having those riches, uh, we, we are not a rich group of people. We are a blessed group of people. And we have, we have much, far much more than many people around the world. Uh, and to most of the world, we are still, no matter what our status is right now, uh, just being in America, uh, we are a wealthy uh, people. But Job was a person who God had blessed beyond measure. He would have been one of the people that were, uh, would have been listed on uh, Forbes as uh, wealthiest people in the world. Uh, I went online last night and was, or yesterday, was looking at the top seven billionaires in the world. And this list is, it is, uh, it is updated every single day by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Forbes puts out who the top billionaires in the world are. Elon Musk has $232 billion. 
$232 billion. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Uh, Bernard Alt has $182 billion. Jeff Bezos, $176 billion. Larry Ellison, $135 billion. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is stuck with only $132 billion. And then Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are at $120 billion. Uh, they're separated by $4 million. And so uh, they, are, they are on the lower class there. Uh, but here, these are some people that have uh, some major uh, money. And if you looked at the wealth of the day when Job was on the earth, he would have been on this list. Job was an individual whom God had blessed financially in many ways. I was trying to wrap my mind around how much $232 billion is. If you took 30 years, divided that by 365 days, you had, would have 10,950 days. If Elon Musk lost 21187214 dollars every day, it would take 30 years for him to lose what he has. Can you imagine? 21 million a day he could lose and it would take 30 years for him just to break even. Unbelievable. But what we find here in our text is that everything can disappear in a moment. That security isn't so secure. What we look at in life, if we are going to look at the wealth, if we are going to look at possessions, if we are going to look at all of the things that this world can offer to us, if that's what we're trusting in, we have no security. We have no security. You see, uh, everything can disappear, uh, disappear in just a moment. Our person, we can lose our life. We can lose our possessions. We can lose our privilege. Everything can be taken in just a moment. Ecclesiastes 9.12 says, For man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 5, Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as eagles towards heaven. Uh, it can just disappear in a moment. And, and what we find here is Job, as he had all of these blessings, all of these possessions, we find that Job was not trusting in any of them. He wasn't trusting in them. And so I want you to look this morning. We're safe in his sovereignty. We're safe in his sovereignty. Who? The Almighty. We're safe in the sovereignty of God. Uh, number one, I want you to see, first of all, the Lord gives us everything. 
The Lord gives us everything. Look at uh, verse number 20 uh, of Job 1. Then, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. He has just heard that he has lost all of these things. And his response is that he rents his clothes, he shaves his head, he falls down upon the ground and worships and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord What's that next word? Gave. The Lord gave. And the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job was not, he was not uh, focused on his possessions. Uh, Job went through all of this. And it says in verse 22, in all this, uh, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. Uh, It wasn't, uh, all that Job had was not the work of Job's hands. You know, when you have people that are blessed and have uh, possessions and have success in life, it becomes very easy to say, well, you know, I made good decisions and I worked hard and, uh, and I did this and I sacrificed and I did this and this and this. And I'm not against that. But the reality is Job understood it wasn't about the work of his hands. It was God that gave him uh, what he had. It wasn't the work of Job's hands, though I am sure Job worked. It wasn't the business mind that Job had that brought about all his prosperity, but I'm sure he had a business mind. Uh, It wasn't the thoughtful planning that he had uh, methodically followed that brought about all of the possessions and blessings, though I'm sure he had a plan. But Job understood that God was the one that gave him everything. Child of God, Your blessings are not from you. Your blessings are from God. The abilities that we have, the the breath that we have, the life that we have, the health that we have, the opportunities that we have, those all come from God. God is the one who has gifted us in so many ways. And and Job uh, had many blessings, and you and I may have many blessings. Job had a family, a wife, and ten children, seven sons, and three daughters. Now, the scripture does not say anything about grandchildren, but just just looking at this, uh, stepping back, and now that I'm a papa, uh, grandkids are in my mind a whole lot. Uh, And so uh, I have... Three children. We have three children and seven grandbabies, uh, grandchildren. And so he had 10 uh, children. And so just the longevity of 10 children, by the time the oldest was married, uh, had kids, and uh, by the time the last one just came along or uh, was old enough to marry, uh, and they were all adults at this time. And so I believe that there was a whole slew of grandkids running around somewhere as well. We don't know where they were at. Uh, uh, but but Job, he had, a, he had a, a family, a big family. And you know what? Family is a wonderful thing. And having a close family and having that uh, connection, what a blessing. But we see uh, he had family and he was financially blessed. Uh, he was rich. The possessions that he lost in animals and servants and potential growth that they would have brought in future uh, financial accumulation. The infrastructure that he had to have just to maintain, maintain all of those possessions that are listed. It's unfathomable 
all the wealth that Job had, uh, the future uh, that, that he had, uh, that he w- was, was potential in his life. All of that was from God. God is the one that gives it. Job was a blessed individual, but he knew where it came from. Uh, And when we understand who gave it to us, then we can truly understand the sovereignty that God has a plan. God has a plan for me. Man, God has a plan for you. And God in his sovereignty, he, it is he that gives us. Uh, the Lord gave, uh, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so uh, we are safe in his sovereignty. When we understand that everything we have came from him, uh, where is our trust supposed to be? It's not supposed to be in our stuff. Our faith is not in us. Our faith is not in our abilities. Our faith is not in our talents. Our faith is not in our ability to try to manipulate and to organize and to control a situation. We have to make sure that our our faith is in, in the Almighty. Our faith is in God. So the Lord, number one, gives. He gives us everything. Number two, the devil takes. The devil takes. Now, look back at Job 121. It says, and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, this was Job's observation here. But the scripture does not tell us that the Lord took away. The scripture tells us who it was that took away. You know, the devil, the Bible tells us that the devil is a thief. The devil is a destroyer. He does not want you to have a blessed life. He does not want you to enjoy life. He does not want you to be fulfilling. Sometimes people will say, well, I can't have any fun. I go to church and, man, I can't do this and I can't do that. Yeah, I can't break the law. I can't be immoral. I can't uh, be a druggie. I can't be a drunk. Uh, and, And what's wrong with this? Those things have done so much for for our society. And so we look at, well, the Lord doesn't let me do anything. The Lord doesn't want us to hurt ourselves. The devil is a thief. You know how many people's lives have been stolen away by alcohol? How many people's lives have been stolen away by drugs? Do you know how many futures have have been robbed? How many families have been broken? How many children have been uh, injured and abused and lost? Uh, The devil is a destroyer. The devil is a liar. He's a great marketer though. He knows how to market it to where we think it is so great. And here uh, we look at the devil. He is a destroyer. Uh, He did not, uh, Job uh, is in his burden. He doesn't know exactly what took place. He just knew that he had a sovereign God that was in control. He is trusting God. If God wanted it to be gone, it's gone and that was okay with him. But the Bible teaches us and tells us and shows us that it was not the Lord that took these things away from him. Uh, Go back to verse number 10. 
of Job 1. Uh, it was not God who had attacked Satan, or the, uh, Job. It was Satan who had attacked Job. Uh, uh, the Satan came before God and God says, hast thou, uh, Satan said, hast thou uh, made an hedge about him and about his house? God, Satan is coming to God and saying that, that uh, Job is so blessed because God has blessed him. God had put a hedge about him. He had put a protective wall around Job and his possessions and around his family and around all that he hath. And so, so that was uh, his, and, and says, thou hast blessed the works of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. He said, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. Satan is saying, God, you curse him. You touch him. Uh, you take it away. In verse number 12, and the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put forth not thine hand. So Satan went forth from the present presence of the Lord. It was Satan who took Satan is a taker. The devil is a taker. John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The Lord, he is the giver. He is the giver. He is the one that has come. He is the one who gives blessings. The devil is the thief. The devil is the destroyer. And sin is a destroyer. You know, sometimes we are a loser not because of what the devil did, it's because of what we have done. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. There is a built-in penalty with death. Death will, or sin will destroy anything that it touches. In Sunday school this morning, Brother Franklin was talking about uh, making sure that uh, we keep the old out. We have got to have some boundaries in our life that we are guarding uh, ourselves. Uh, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. And we want to put those boundaries up. Why? Because the evil one, I don't want to let things in my home that are going to destroy my home. I don't want to let things in my life that are going to destroy them. And the devil uh, wants to destroy destroy. He is a, a destroyer. He was able to take everything away from Job except his life and except his faith. You know, the devil is, he wants to destroy. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life. So here he was looking to take away all that he had and the Lord didn't let him take his life and Job didn't let him take his faith. Amen? He didn't let him take his faith. Thirdly, I want you to see that the Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. Job one twenty. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. And said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord uh, gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No matter the circumstances in life, no matter the trial, no matter the battles, no matter the hurt, no matter the brokenness, Job showed an example of absolute faith 
in an almighty God. You know, our faith can cause us our troubles, circumstances, as the stated this morning. Uh, it's amazing how these, these uh, messages tied together. Uh, but, but with that, uh, the, the circumstances in life can cause you to run from God or run to God. And Job didn't, didn't allow the devil's attack to cause him to run from God. He had absolute faith in the sovereignty of God. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise be invoked to. Uh, divine favor be upon God. And he was, he was lifting up God. He was worshiping God in the midst of a trial. No wonder Job was a blessed guy. No wonder God gave to him. You know why? Because he was going to be faithful to God. He was going to bless God, not just in the blessings. He was going to praise God, not just when things were going well. He was going to praise God when things were not going well. Uh, when, when life was upside down and when he could not see how things were going to work out and what tomorrow held, he, his whole world was changed. Yet we see that his faith stayed true to God. Job was blessed. His faith was not in his family. His faith was not in his finances. His faith was not in uh, all that he could do in his, own, in his own self. You know, we're not safe because we are in the U.S. We're, we're not safe just because we're here. There are, there are some very hot, there are some hot spots around the world. But just because we're here does not mean we're safe. We're not safe because we have a good job. You say, well, pastor, I'm vested. I'm a union shop. You're not safe because you are, you have a good job. You're not safe because you have a pension. You're not safe because you have social security. You're definitely not safe if you have social security. You're not safe because you have a Roth 401k or a 403b. You're not safe because you have stocks, bonds, CDs, or mutual funds. You're not safe because you have a savings. Uh, we're not safe because things of these things. Life is fragile. And Job, someone who had everything lost it all in just a moment of time. There is an expiration date on our life. We are not safe because of our age. No matter the situation, we see Job still praising the Lord. God, the Almighty, he has a plan. He has a purpose. He, he has a place for us in that plan. And there's no greater position to be in than to be a child of God. And I said earlier, Job had a bad day. And he did. It was a worse day than anything that any of us can even wrap our minds around. But he did not lose his God. He did not lose his faith 
in his God, uh, in the sovereign plan of God. Uh, God knew that we would be sinners. God knew that there would be a sin debt. God knew that we would need a savior. And our faith needs to be in the God who, who knows everything, who is in the future, who knows what our tomorrows hold. And, and Job, he had, he, had, he had a faith in God. Uh, when we look at uh, Job, and in the book of Job, we find a phrase, the Almighty. Job used that phrase, that title of God, more than anyone else. It is used 44 times in the Bible. It is used 31 times in the book of Job, the Almighty. And Job's, his view of God was not a small view. God's view of God was not a, 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 a genie's lamp that he would rub and, and say, okay, God, give me this. Or God, get me out of that. God's view of, or Job's view of God was he was the almighty. And because he had a proper view of who God was, his faith didn't change during the struggles in life. The Bible tells us that if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. Now, when we're in the midst of the adversity, I don't like that verse. Job, this wasn't just some problem. This was an unbelievable struggle that he went through. Yet, the Lord gave, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is good no matter what we go through. Let me say that again. God is good no matter what we go through. You know what? This day wasn't the only thing that happened in Job's life. He enjoyed an entire life up to that point of all those blessings. How many of you would like to be wealthy for, you know, by the time... From, from being an, uh, an adult to having 10 kids? How many of you would enjoy having that period of time? Sure. There were a whole lot more of the good days than there was the bad day. God has been good to us. And we might have some struggles and we will have those burdens and we will have those losses in life. Uh, but, but here we see that God had a sovereign plan. He knew that not only were we, were we gonna be sinners, he knew that we could not work our way out of our situation. We couldn't fix it on our, our own. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ come to this earth to die on the cross to freely offer salvation to a world that could not save themselves. And it's through Christ. People will try to work and live and be good and but there's nothing that we can do to earn or merit forgiveness. And that's why Christ has come. 
So when we think about this, we go to the end of the book of Job, and the Bible tells us that the latter end of Job was blessed more than his beginning. It goes through and it lists in Job 42 that God had given him double of everything that he had. And that's where we get the numbers of how many he lost was because God told us how many he gave him in Job 42. He gave him 14,000 sheep. I don't know about that one. But he gave him all of these possessions, 2,000 oxen and 6,000 camel and all of the 14,000 sheep. He gave him 10 more children, seven more sons and three more daughters. He gave him twice, double of all that he had. People say, well, pastor, why didn't he give him 20 children? Because he didn't lose his first 10. He knew where they were at. They were with God. You know, when, as a believer, when we lose our loved ones, if they're saved, they're with the Lord. They're not, they're not lost. And here this morning, when we think about the sovereign plan of God, we are safe in his sovereignty. If you are God's child, there is no greater place than to rest in God's goodness to rest in his person, to rest in his ability to take care of us. Uh, there's coming a time that we won't be able to earn. There's coming a time where we won't be able to say. There's coming a time where we are going to have situations that are out of our control, but God is never out of control. And right now, what do we need to do? We need to place our trust in him. Safe, in his sovereignty. Safe in his sovereignty. You know, we can trust the Lord with our salvation. It's another thing to trust him with our life. We've got to trust him. God is sovereign. and God is good. If you're here this morning and You've trusted the Savior. You've accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. And you know that you're a child of God. Praise the Lord. But that trust, that's just the beginning. Now we have the opportunity to trust him. And that trust is to follow him. We want, we want to see him work in our lives. I don't know about you. I don't want to go through what Job went through but I want to be faithful like Job was faithful. Yeah. Safe in his sovereignty. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ, let me tell you, he's a wonderful savior. Yeah. Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. You, you can't understand it until you accept him as your savior. Right. If you not put your faith in him, 
Put your faith in him today. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for being an amazing God, the Almighty. And now, Lord, as we come before you, I pray that you would help us to have trust in who you are and uh, your plan and your uh, protection, your provision in our life. And so I pray that as your children, uh, we would not allow the circumstances uh, to cause us to uh, determine whether or not you're good. You are good uh, because of who you are and your sovereign plan is right. And so we come before you, we yield ourselves to you. For those here this morning that might not be saved, I pray today would be the day that they would put their faith in you. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You say, Pastor, I am saved. I, I can go back in my mind to a time, a place where I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior. As a testimony to the Lord, just slip your hand up. Pastor, I am saved. I know I am. I've, I've put my faith in Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can put your hand down. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I don't have that knowledge. I don't know. I don't know that the Lord is my Lord. I don't, I don't know that if I died, I'd go to heaven, but I'm concerned about it. I wish I had that confidence. I wish I had that, that faith. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I won't come to you and embarrass you, but I want to pray for you this morning. Who's like that this morning? Pastor, I don't know, but I'm concerned about it. Pray for me. Just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you right where you're at. Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure of my eternal destiny. I see your hand. You can put it back down. Who else? Pastor, pray for me. I'm not, I'm not sure. I wish I had that confidence. Pray for me. All right. If you raised your hand this morning, uh, here in just a moment, we're going to have an invitation. And if you're unsure of your eternal destiny, when we all, we'll all stand here in just a moment. And when we do, you step out and come forward. We'll have someone open up the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. Uh, and there is no greater, no greater peace than you can have than having the assurance of your salvation. Father, thank you for these that are here. May we truly uh, just have a confidence in who you are for the, this one that raised their hand. And I'm sure there are others that were concerned. I pray that you'd give them boldness to be able to come. And Lord, may they accept you today. So speak to hearts, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. The instruments are going to play. If the Lord spoke to your heart this morning. You come. <laughs>